0: Generation, Generation what? what? Hello and welcome back everybody to the Generation What podcast. I'm Lise.
1: And I'm Stuart.
0: And today we have a little bit of a different episode. So we have a very special guest with us today, Ellen. Hi. Hello,
2: I'm uh, really happy to be here.
0: That's awesome. So... Stewart introduced you to me by saying that you are an expert in one very specific thing. Would you like to talk about what is that specific thing?
2: Well, um, expert is a harsh word, but uh, yes, I love. I'm an I'm I'm an uh, casual anime watcher and lover of uh, of Japanese cartoons, if you will. But yes, uh, I watch a lot of anime and. Um, It's sort of a, not a lifestyle, but a big part of my life, so.
1: And um, I I wanted you to come on this podcast because... uh... Part of what I want to do on Generation What is introduce Lee's to things, uh, just as Lee's is introducing me to things. And I knew that this was something that Lee's hadn't uh, really delved into before, so I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. Obviously, there's a limit to what we've got time to watch in our busy lives. So um, I, I think we've we've chosen one particular show which is kind of known as a big one in in the anime world. But uh, just in case there's any anime gatekeepers out there um we we are talking about the anime adaptation uh and not the manga um but anyway yeah uh welcome ellen and thank you for coming in thank you so um maybe let's um maybe let's begin by talking about what exactly do we think of as being anime and um what what is it that made that made you and i ellen fans of the medium
2: I think um, I haven't I haven't really gotten down to the explanation of anime. I I sort of uh, think of it as a broad broader term, but usually it's it's considered um, uh, Japanese uh, animation basically, and uh, uh, some people consider them just children's cartoons. But I would disagree. Uh, even adults could can uh, uh, enjoy ch- children's cartoons but um, but yeah um I think well I got into anime because because I watched uh, death note and that just uh, skyrocketed me to the to the world of uh, anime so yeah
1: Okay, so... I've heard of Death Note. <laughs> ah, no, you've heard of Death Note, but I, I've never seen it. So uh, maybe one of you could explain Death Note to me. What is it? Ellen, go ahead. Um, okay, so Death Note is
2: uh, an anime, uh, originally manga, where, um, how do I say this? Angels of Death basically drop down a a notebook which they write names into and uh the name written uh, is um killed basically and um, yeah it's it's, um it's basically like a a, a cops and robbers kind of uh, situation but there's there's this mastermind like evil mastermind who is our main protagonist and uh and this um um good guy i guess cop uh, investigator the best in the world uh, who is trying to catch the um uh, the 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 protagonist the, the evil guy which is uh, kind of interesting because you're rooting for both of them and it's it's just uh it's it's complicated i'm not i didn't prepare <laughs> I wasn't prepared to uh, talk about that note. Okay. I have a question. So you mentioned
0: a word to me that is fairly new. So what is the difference between anime and manga?
2: Oh, so uh, manga is basically like a comic version of uh, of uh, anime. So if anime is animation, then manga is is more like... Like, uh, yeah, like comic books, basically. And usually if the manga is good enough, then they make an adaptation. Just like uh, just like in Western media, like um, books get adapted into that live action.
0: Google says that Moomin, also known as Tales of Moomin Valley, is a Japanese-Finnish-Dutch anime television series produced by Telecable Benelux BV. So that being said, Moomin used to be my favorite show when I was a kid. So I guess one could say I grew up with anime. Although oh. what we know today in like pop culture to be anime is very foreign to me. But and this is interesting. I I came into this knowing much more than I anticipated. <laughs>
1: well that's fantastic. Wow. And and but by the way, like um I, I love some anime that uh, I've seen the anime fans on Reddit seem to dislike. So I, I think it's really important that we include everything. Moomins were originally something that Estonians grew up loving because they were from Finland, I guess.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody knows that Moomin is from Finland, but it's like an underbelly of the entire cartoon is that it's it has some uh, Japanese ties. And first of all, Japanese, Finnish, Dutch. Is a very weird combination. <laughs> I have to research like what happened <laughs> that those cultures got together and we were like, <laughs> "Hey, yeah. let's make a cartoon." What happened, especially uh, given that this was the nineties?
2: That's really interesting, though. Like, I'm I'm really glad you you brought this up.
1: Did you know anything about the show before you watched it?
2: About this show,
0: no. Mm. I attempted to watch anime with my boyfriend a year ago i mean he was the one who actually brought it up that like everybody's talking about it we know nothing about it so it must be good so we got into it i he he was a bit more drawn into it than i was um i thought it was just nonsense <laughs> i'm <laughs> sorry i don't mean to offend any anyone but i guess it's just not my it it's not hate speaking it's just my lack of lack of knowledge on this topic but i didn't find anything that I really liked about it um, until you gave me Toradora to watch and honestly I got only two episodes in because it's still not something that really would like spark my interest and I guess it was also the fact that I have to watch it mm-hmm. so I it all it already had that negative connotation to it but now after watching two episode I ma- I made lots of notes and after the second episode it kind of left on a cliffhanger so I'm there's a weird feeling inside of me that I'm going to finish <laughs> what was what I what I left off because I'm like I'm fairly interested in lo- knowing like what's what's the real story and why does that oh, I'm horrible with names but why does the girl hate the the boy and like what's the story behind it so maybe we can do a follow up episode of uh of essentially how I got into anime and how I love it so much.
1: (laughs) Well, okay, Ellen. um, Why don't you lead us in with uh, what the basic plot of Toradora is, uh, spoiler free.
2: All right, spoiler free. So, yes, uh, the (laughs) Taiga, at at first, is very hostile to Ryuji. uh, But, um, yeah, so uh, the main character is a boy who is fairly kind and, uh, uh, reasonable, uh, who, lo- who falls in love with his classmate, uh, and that's, uh, Minori, if I'm saying that correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they kind of form this love triangle and, um, and yeah, so, and, um, basically, also, the side characters uh, really bring out the show's weirdness. It's it's weird in a good way. Uh, I don't <laughs> I don't think uh, this was the best anime to give to a, a new person because of um, um uh, who, what what was the name of the boy who the other boy with the glasses? Oh, um, can you
1: remember? Uh, Mora.
2: Kitamura, yeah. Uh well he's kind of a he kind of matches the weirdness of uh Minori, I think. And yeah, they're i they're just they're just a weird like a two. You know? Um hmm. uh, and yeah, so it's it's a story about like personal struggles and and keeping it inside or like uh Basically exploring your feelings, I would say.
1: And, and one of the mm. things that I wanted to look into, and maybe Ellen and Lise, you've got a better idea of why this is, is why so many Japanese coming-of-age stories that are not necessarily for children are set in high schools. So there, there appears to be something in the febrile atmosphere of being like a first year in, um, you know, seniors in high school that kind of uh, makes people um, think, oh, this is something to write about. So basically, why do they not set it in an office? Why, why is it always in a high school? Because there are lots of things like this, aren't there?
2: Uh, my first guess would be puberty. That's, uh, yep, just puberty. Because there's so many uh, changes happening to you in that time of life. And there's so much uh, drama, basically, that you can just, um, you know. Because because young people just create drama by themselves. And I think that's very profitable, <laughs> Uh <laughs> Or or relatable, sorry, and profitable for for these uh, these animes, but um, yeah, it's just it's just a really hormonal time in one's life where like anything can happen, and also this is the time where you uh, basically yeah you grow up you you learn to be you know a new person you find yourself. I think I think this is the prime time to to uh, showcase like somebody somebody's life.
0: But if they are older teenagers or or young adults, wh- and if they're still considered school kids, why is it so sexual? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I some viewers may who know me better may understand this when I say that if it makes me uncomfortable, that means there must be a lot of it. But it was in the first minutes they were were, there was this scene of this girl, she was like laying on the ground and it was like focusing on her ass and she was just like "Ah!" in a very sexual way. I was like, damn, but like that's a kid I'm looking at. Like I I shouldn't be like feeling this like sexual thoughts
1: about a kid it was very very weird for me has this been addressed in the community I I don't know if this makes any difference whatsoever but uh, I think the person you're talking about was meant to be his mother
0: that makes it so much worse like the angles and the way she was like just presented it was very very sexual and maybe there's something wrong with my brain if nobody else has caught up caught on to this but it seemed a bit inappropriate and is yeah, it
1: no i i get you because okay there 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 is a lot of sort of what what a western audience would term inappropriate horniness in anime and i i honestly i a lot of anime fans are pervs. I I hope that I'm not. Um, and, um, I it, but it's it's very difficult to um watch a show that's kind of an a slice of life comedy that doesn't have at least one problematic scene in it. Um, uh, maybe you disagree with me here, Ellen. Am, am I being unfair on the anime genre? I
2: think, I think you're not being unfair. But uh, for me, um. Well, fan service is is kind of so uh like often presented that for me a, a regular anime watcher, it's just it doesn't, you know, I don't think about it anymore. It's it's I don't know, it's it just goes over my head basically. The characters
0: are very well like built. I think they are uh, built to be attractive rather than unattractive compared to other maybe animated uh, TV shows meant for adults. Like, I don't think anybody could be seen uh, attractive on anything that Nick Kroll has brought out. Or like, I could not imagine anybody on The Simpsons being hot, but anything that I've seen about anime, I, I, I would say that the characters are meant to be perceived in a sexual or at least attractive way
1: hmm does that make some of the characters uh more relatable because you know that they're they're seen as more realistic whereas when you're watching the simpsons you when you're watching the simpsons you kind of tune out because you know it's a cartoon and you accept that it's a sort of different world that they're in but did you feel kind of that you were able to sort of put yourself into the world as it uh, as if it was sort of a bit more realistic or uh, or not really
0: I actually wrote this down. I said, I I wrote down a very plausible storyline. And I think what I meant by this is that I felt that the people or the characters in the show were perhaps more human indeed. I felt maybe that not so much that I could relate to them, but I felt that I perceived them more human as I would perceive them in any other animated TV show.
1: Ryuji is is the character. He's the facilitator. He's the one uh, um, around whom everything happens. But the the main one who um, is the sort of object of intrigue for for everything that happens is is Tiger. And uh, she's she kind of starts off a bit horrible. Um, and um, uh, I'm no spoilers, but her, uh, everyone's character changes later in the series, and uh, you know you you learn a bit more about them, but. Um, did did you find that her character was a bit kind of a bit a bit rough to enjoy, or did you kind of did you enjoy the comedy that came from how violent she was?
0: I also wrote down over emotional, so I, I I found her very dislikable at first because there was no storyline behind like why was she was acting this way, and something that also came with taiga was that everybody seemed to be afraid of him and it wasn't introduced why so maybe this was uh i I feel this way because i only watched two episodes if i would have kept binging it would have made more sense and i wouldn't feel this way at the moment but i really
2: couldn't relate to her because i didn't know anything about her taiga is is the one beating and ryuji is the one who is uh... getting beaten up
0: yeah. He was just getting beaten up for no reason And I felt bad for him He didn't really do anything to deserve this And she was very unlikable at first it, From the entirety of the show I, I kept feeling like everything was over-exa- Over-exaggerated A lot But I guess that's also something that just naturally comes with the genre
2: Yes, absolutely Um, And uh, This is why anime Is so hard to adapt Into, um, into live action Because because these cartoony faces that they do uh, could could never uh, work in a real real life uh, setting.
1: A lot of people who listen to this are not going to be anime fans themselves, so. Is, is there a better series that we could have started with um, maybe this is one for Ellen is there something that that you would have recommended for a first-time viewer something that may maybe maybe kind of looks a bit like a series that we've all enjoyed uh, a live-action series that we've all enjoyed or something like that
2: basically it depends on what what you like uh, as a as a genre because there's within anime there are different genres right and depends on if uh, if you're into horror or slice of life or, or comedy, you know I would I would recommend on that part. But uh, it it depends. I would have I, I would have to know your what what you like basically well, before I recommended anything.
0: People don't really like to talk about what content they watch on YouTube because we find it some somehow we find it cringeworthy to share like your dirty little secrets of like watching I don't know beauty guru drama channels or stuff like that so I don't really like reality tv show but there's a few on Netflix that I just I I would love to just lock myself into my bedroom um grab a box of pizza and just like binge watch these like cringy celebrity tv shows uh and Although I wouldn't say, like, necessarily I'm the target audience for for shows like that. But I, I just love it. I love how cringeworthy it is. I love seeing how other people just mess up their lives. I absolutely
2: <laughs> hate you. Yeah. And
0: I, I, I don't know if that necessarily, like... But on the other hand, I, I don't watch The Kardashians, which is also, like, I would say in the same genre-ish. But there's just something about, like, Netflix reality shows.
2: I sometimes watch... Uh, like a list of uh, anime openings and if something catches my eye then i'll watch it um usually i don't know i just have a i have a gut feeling about these things uh if i see like a cover uh, of, a, of a anime and i like it then i'll, I'll probably check it out if it, it has a good song um uh, an art art style that I really like like is pleasing to the eye I guess for me and uh, then
1: yeah I do the same what about you Stuart well um I I did want to mention the the kinds of series that I think would make a great anime um one series that I know you and I, Ilees have both been obsessed by recently is Inventing Anna um I think that mm-hmm. would make a fantastic anime because uh, the 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 way that you sort of uh um, begin uh, totally not sympathising with, with the main character, but then it kind of flips it around, and I don't think that's a spoiler to say that, um, and um, how, um, you know, it, it's based on a real-life story, but it could so easily be something that came from a comic book, I think. Um, so I, I'm I'm really into that kind of uh, superficially quite fluffy, but actually um, deals with some difficult themes in it type, type comedy drama. I, I really enjoy those things, and If you you happen to have an attractive woman uh, and also a journalist somewhere um, in the cast, then even better.
0: Mm -hmm. That's really up your alley, isn't it?
1: Yeah.
2: Um, uh, Can I say something that uh, I think I found an anime to recommend and it's still ongoing. It only has four episodes, but Spy X Family is so good. I think I think it fits uh, for you guys. I'm I'm pretty sure. So this is about um, uh, a spy who has mission to basically infiltrate this school uh, where his target is, and he has to he has to adopt a child uh, and uh, basically adopt a a wife who who like play the role of a family. And they all have their secrets. The the dad is a spy, uh, the child is a telepath who can read thoughts, and and the mother is an assassin. So, so the dynamic of this family is is amazing. I like it's still ongoing. Only th- four episodes, but I I'm going to recommend it like up and down.
0: Well, I wish someone would have adopted me back when I was dating. would have saved me from like many, many horrible dates. And I think I'd be good as, as an assassin. Like that sounds so sexy.
1: I think you'd be great yeah. as, a, as an assassin as well, because um, everyone kind of, and don't take this the wrong way, Lise, obviously, but everyone kind of looks at you and thinks, well, there's no way she could kill anyone. And then, you know, maybe who knows?
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Thank you, <laughs> I guess. I've always wanted to be like a spy or something, but I'm horrible at keeping secrets. I, I'd I be the worst spy. I feel like I would be trusted with some like very, very serious intel. And then I just call Stuart and say like, I had to tell you something, but you can't tell anyone. And I would like just spill the beans on like a huge geopolitical disaster that is
1: upcoming just to just to link this all in with something else i was thinking about and i i want to i want to listen to your notes in a minute lees because uh, it it's it's really a waste of all that detailed detailed research if you if you don't get the chance to go through your notes with us but um th- there are some archetypes for um big characters in animes aren't there ellen and Um, Tiger fits into one particular character archetype, which, uh, in fact, she's kind of become the poster girl for that particular archetype. Do you want to talk us through some of those character archetypes that I'm talking about?
2: Take over if I leave somebody out, but, uh, Tiger is something known as a tsundere and, uh, a tsundere means basically, basically a cute girl who is very aggressive. Who shows her love with, uh, yeah, aggression and uh, like, physical aggression and verbal as well. Who can be who can be mean to you, but but still loves you basically. Yandere is a who is a uh, a girl who loves her man so much, She is willing to kill for him. She's she's like basically a psychopath, and uh, you know some people. Some people prefer that archetype, but you know it's uh, <laughs> to each their own. And uh, And then also there's some something called, oh my God, no, I don't know what it's called, but it's in Angel Beats, Angel is, is one of them.
1: Right. So so it's it's kind of um, so so basically like um, if you watch Angel Beats, then you'll get into this. But like it's this kind of sort of slightly distant introverted robot girl type thing. Say that again. Back in the 90s there was a show called Neon, Neon Genesis Evangelion which was one of the original anime series and in that there was a character called Rei Ayanami and she was she had blue hair, she had red eyes and she was it was unclear what she was until later in the series and uh but she was completely distant and introverted. She she was like the shyest girl at school essentially but in a different scenario to a school. And yeah you're you're right. I mean, angel beats angel in that is kind of the same sort of character, isn't she, Ellen?
2: Yeah, yeah, but um, she's still like kind and uh, just because she's quiet doesn't mean she doesn't have feelings, you know
1: so what what have we learned? I'd love to I'd love to listen to your notes, Liz.
0: Well, I've already given you my uh my three main notes, which was why is it sexy? <laughs> over-emotional and very plausible storyline. So starting the list off, the thing that first, at a first glance bothered me a lot, which was also very true to Squid Game, was that the voiceover and the subtitles were off. So they were essentially transcribed by different people and put together in a way that the subtitles didn't match the voiceover, which Bothered me in the beginning, because there was a point where this main guy was uh, singing a song about cleaning something up, and he was... The voiceover said that taking out the trash, yee in a singy song songy way, but the subtitles ra- read, eco-eco-ecological. So, <laughs> you, <laughs> that, that was funky to me, but... It bothered me in the beginning but as I kept watching it the less it actually bugged me and the ver- same was true with Squid Game. I almost stopped watching Squid Game because it bothered me so much but then the storyline itself got so good that I didn't even, even notice it anymore. Was this a Netflix mishap or is this a common thing that happens?
2: I think it was on Netflix's part because like the technical technical issues of of anime like You know, I don't actually watch Sub, I watch dubbed, And that Ah. is a big, that is a big crime for some people.
1: So you, so you watch the original Japanese actors' voices then? The opposite.
2: The opposite, yeah.
1: Oh, okay, right. Um, Yeah, I... I, I did hear something about people were protesting against the bad translations on Netflix and whatever, but I I guess it's just that as as someone who only got into it a year and a half ago, um, it, it doesn't really bother me that much. But uh, m- maybe that's because I tend to view them a bit more passively. But. Uh, yeah, Lise, I, I know you really get into shows, and 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 you like th- You like things to be accurate in that sense. So I can see why it would bother people. Certainly,
0: and, I guess uh, if the show itself is good, then it doesn't really matter that much anymore. You you get used to it pretty quickly. But it's just yeah. something at the beginning that may be a deal breaker.
2: The thing is too that uh, if you don't know it's wrong, like, like me as a as a dub dub uh, watcher, if I don't know it, if I don't know it's wrong, like I i don't know to be mad about it you know
0: yeah something that i also learned when uh, i was researching after squid game uh, when i finished squid game was that uh korean speakers had a totally different experience to squid game because of how the language in that show um how it characterized the characters i don't remember the character's name but it was this really annoying girl um, who was like an all around nuisance but the English subt- subtitles and the dubbing didn't do her really justice but she had a way of speaking which was very iconic to her character which non-Korean speakers never got to enjoy and-
1: do, do, do you know what? Uh, you've you've mentioned Squid Game um, several times now and what I'm thinking is given that I've made you sit through an anime. Maybe, given that I have uh, given Squid Game the widest possible berth so far, maybe I should have to sit through Squid Game for a show where you tell me about that. What do you think?
0: You have not watched Squid Game. Stuart, I have. I have correct. not seen
1: an episode of Squid Game because. How thought,
0: did that happen?
1: Okay, so um, I thought. I thought this looks like horror, and this looks like violence, and. Um, You know, I'm a delicate soul. I'm sensitive. (laughs) I I, I don't like jump scares. I don't like blood. And I I, I had to be pretty much forced by one of my ex-girlfriends to watch Game of Thrones. So I just thought it was a step too far. But if you're telling me that there are mitigating factors that would make it good for me, then by all means, bring it on.
0: I think the appeal with Squid Game is that it's just so terrible. That a sweet sweet soul like yours well the craze is now past I think it was an absolute brilliant show I would love to erase it from my brain so I could just experience it again yeah it's not for everyone and I would love it if you gave it a shot but I can understand that it can be a bit harsh because it is extremely cruel
2: I can back you up because I've never seen Squid Game either
0: okay, oh good. my
2: god <laughs> Why did I agree to do this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> you uncultured swine! Seriously, this was like
0: the <laughs> hype in September. How did you? How did this get past you? I understand, Stuart, but what happened, in? I
2: think, I think uh, I really hate the stress of these uh, these games. Like, I I know that uh, when you watch it, you just you you care for the characters, right? The show makes you care. And if they're put in life and death situations every time, every episode, I don't think my, my little heart could take it. Like, death, death and gore, sure. But, like, stressful situations where people could die, hell no. <laughs> but no, that's, the,
0: <laughs> that's the appeal with Squid Game because you, the the premise of the game is that 456 people enter and only one person comes out alive. If you've ever watched any piece of television, you know that the main character is going to come out as the winner of this game, which means the other 455 people must die. So you go into it, you already know that those people are going to die. So maybe, maybe for me, I... I kept that in mind throughout the show that I wouldn't develop such deep feelings towards the main characters because they're going to be dead in the next nine episodes.
2: Well, yes, but my ADHD brain just forgets everything.
1: I I do think that there's something interesting about all of these series that we're mentioning. Um, Ellen, I know you've been a fan of anime for much longer than either of us have, but like the other series that we've mentioned they're all series from 2020 or 2021 and that they're all series from the pandemic and I wonder how much like we got into foreign programs um or or dubbed programs or stuff that showed us something completely different because at that time we weren't able to travel so uh, it it kind of became a bit like maybe something for my parents generation where traveling through tv was the way that you traveled um I wonder how much that came into it
2: I think I think yeah that, that very much influenced uh uh the culture of or like western uh, westerners getting into anime more because I mean for me you know, nothing changed. Pretty much yeah, nothing changed. But but for for people who who, who haven't seen the side that side of like you know the world basically and who got to try new things i'm just so glad that some of them like you like found found anime and now now like it and don't think it's weird
1: well, I've got got to say, I did have a good tip off from a friend of mine, um, who I was talking to, who said, "You've got to watch this series, but it's an anime, so stick with it, because you won't like it to begin with." And I was I was glad that I had that disclaimer because it did take me a few episodes to get into, but that but then I was just on tenterhooks hooks because I. I I, I didn't want this one character to die and I didn't want this one character to you know leave this particular universe without her uh, so I I understand now what makes people keep coming back but I think it's the same for any series I, I think all we're talking about is people getting hooked on stuff um Lise apart from Squid Game apart from Inventing Anna like is there something else that I should get into? Is there another series that uh, maybe will take take me a few episodes, but then I'm going to start binging just because I can't stop watching it?
0: We've had this conversation once, and that's that's your biggest red flag, honestly. That you're not very keen on the U.S. version of The
1: Office, right? Um, I I just I ah. I, okay, here it so. Comes. <laughs> No, no. Um, it, I I don't think it's going to be what you predict it's going to be, but it might be. Um, so um, I'm definitely not against the American version of The Office. The thing is that I struggle with the British version of The Office because... It, and I love embarrassment comedy I love dark comedy but that is a dark comedy about a guy who takes himself too seriously and the Michael Scott David Brent archetype is just a bit too close to myself to enjoy anymore
0: I for, for me I don't know why I kept watching The Office because I cannot really stand bad TV so when it doesn't really click for me at the beginning I I I forget about it fairly quickly but the office takes about a season and a half to warm up. Granted, the first ep- the first series is only six episodes long, and episodes are like twenty minutes, so it's not that painful to sit through. But the first episodes, eh, it takes it takes a while to warm up. But the office is the office is something that I keep revisiting, and it's my sort of feel good series. That at this point, I think I know every episode by heart, and the same goes with uh, with Friends. Which is becoming less and less popular to say because as time goes on, it's become a little bit problematic and it's not as good as it used to be. I mean, it, nothing wrong with friends. I just think in the in the past 20-25 years, we've come up with much better stuff.
2: I think the values have uh, also changed and uh, the what we view as uh, comedy and like good comedy.
0: No, 100%.
1: I was watching an episode of Friends, uh, um, I think it was from Series 7, and that basically the whole plot was Ross and Rachel want to hire a nanny, but Ross thinks the nanny's gay, and that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I just think you, you would never make that now, would you?
0: No, absolutely not. And there's other episode where Joey wears a, a handbag and Chandler just keeps making fun of him for his handbag. That's something that would never happen today.
2: I wouldn't say it wouldn't happen but people look people now look down upon mm-hmm. this kind of behavior. Mm-hmm. yeah. Actually coming back to Taiga, I just heard the argument that she's not actually a tsundere. Well, basically maybe it, it I heard the argument that uh, she is at the beginning, but when when they get into like a serious relationship or like more Ooh. serious, then uh, then she like Kind of warms up to him and is less like uh, abusive to him. Basically, people find good anime good because, like, because the story is good, because the characters learn, because you know there is a character arc basically, and um, I, I, I think I think bad anime is is. It's just where these things do not occur. I guess. Hmm.
0: All right. Uh, I did want to ask you guys about a rather interesting article that I found online about the dark side of Japan, Japan, Japan's anime industry. So apparently, the anime industry has a slave labor problem. Have you guys heard anything about that? No. No, I haven't. Jesus. Yeah. Until very recently I hadn't heard anything about it as well. But there's this article written on Vox that essentially says Anime is mostly entirely drawn by hand. It takes skill to create hand drawn animation and experience to do it quickly. At the entry level are in between animators who are usually freelancers. They're the ones who make all the individual drawings after the top level directors come up with the storyboards and the middle tier key animators draw the important frames in each each scene. The in-between animators earn about 200 yen per drawing, which is less than $2. That wouldn't be so bad if each artist could crank about 200 drawings a day, but a single drawing can take more than an hour.
1: So given a...
0: 8-hour workday, so... You do, let's say, a drawing an hour. Let's take one or two hours away for $2 an hour or less than $2 an hour. You're not making that much. $15 a day,
1: maybe. Mm Mm-hmm. Whoa.
0: Jesus. Well, it has gone up since 2002. There's this graph available and it has doubled since 2002 but to say it has doubled in 20 years from 1100 yen to 2100 yen um we're talking about the billions that makes then... me feel
1: a bit bad for enjoying it i mean obviously i know that not all studios are like that but the fact that some studios are it makes me feel like actually you know, they know this this enormous audience in the West is going to watch it, and maybe, maybe that kind of makes the practices more problematic in some ways. I don't know. I don't have the answers, but that's uh, that's alarming when you say that. There's
0: one clip of when from the article that also says one studio, Madhouse, was recently accused of violating labor code. Employees were making nearly 400 hours per month and went 37 constructive days without a single day off a male animator's 2014 suicide was classified as a work-related incident after investigators found that he had worked more than 600 hours in the month leading up to his death
2: oh my god jesus fucking christ yeah.
1: so I, I wonder what i wonder what the solution might be cuz yeah that's that's fucking insane um do, do you think the solution might be to look at the studios doing this and not watch the animes by that studio. I mean, it, it might mean we, we miss out on some series we want to see, but maybe that's the only way to sort of vote vote with our mice and, and not click um, on those series.
2: Honestly, I don't think that's the answer. Uh, I mean, yes, uh, you can boycott these kinds of studios, but I, unless it happens in a on a really large scale... I don't think they're going to do anything about that because because history has shown that if they're not losing money, they're not going to care. Um, I think I think people just <laughs> just that's that's it's really easy to say for me because you know uh, I have the privil- privilege of living in Estonia, but um, but if how how do how do they accept these prices? Like, I mean... I mean, I guess if you don't have anywhere to go, then... And if you're replaceable or something, you uh, you feel like you have to. But god damn, it's... I, I can't even fathom the... What? Yeah, so- you're really
0: baffled at the moment (laughs)
2: yeah
1: how did you feel when you read that article lise did you did you feel like you didn't want to watch any more anime i
0: it it is definitely a turn off. but then again there are many industries that have very deep problems that it's not a anime industry thing i think it's a global a, a lot of global industries that have these dark dark veils behind behind the scenes um I'm I'm not going to give up hope that one day I would like anime just because of this article, but it will definitely shine more light on how I feel about this entire industry.
1: Yeah, c- certainly. Um, I one thing I do know is that if you watch the Studio Ghibli stuff, which is the like Spirited Away, Howl's Moving Castle, you know, not only are they some of the best movies, never mind animated movies made, but Um, also the the animators working for that were I think known as some of the highest paid in the industry so um, a, a lot of people aspired to get to that particular studio and the people who didn't ended up sometimes at these kind of uh, well in, in these kind of slave labor conditions so um if if you if you watch Miyazaki movies uh, who is the guy who directed most of those studio Ghibli movies then you're kind of on safe ground watching those at least and I, I know that you like those originally anyway
0: So another part from this article that I'd like to finish this off with is from an animator who worked for those Horrible studios and he says when I was younger I honestly suffered luckily my family is from Tokyo so I could live with my parents and somehow get by But as an in-between animator, I was making 70,000 yen per month. So 70,000 yen is about 650 dollars and apparently the average monthly income in Japan is around 515,000 yen, which is about four and a half thousand US dollars.
2: Wow. So Yeah, uh, that's a big gap.
0: That's a very big gap.
1: Well, th- this is a massive eye-opener for me and uh, thank you for mentioning that article anyway.
2: Yeah, same, same. Holy shit. I, I, mm. should, I should really read up on that.
0: Yeah, so I guess more of the story is that do your research and give praise to the good ones. So there's definitely a lot of good um, animation studios who do great work and who do don't do not take part in this, uh, you know, slave labor. So Absolutely. support the ones that you can.
2: I was afraid you're gonna say the world The stories don't watch anime. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I think anything, anything can have such a dark dark side of it and there can be no light without the dark we just have to shine light on the dark and hope that these industries will change their ways
1: I feel like I've really learned something today and um, actually I came into this thinking that maybe this would be a kind of we educate Lees type thing just because you know um, uh, that's that's the kind of theme of the podcast that one of us educates the other about something but actually I feel like we've all learned something today so thank you both of you for doing this with me.
0: Yeah and thank you. Yeah. Thank you for uh, setting me up on this journey. I didn't expect to have such
1: warm feelings
0: towards anime.
1: And um, I didn't expect to have such warm feelings towards Squid Game, but I'm going to get into that, and maybe we'll do a show about my impressions of that in the future.
0: The show you have in mind is going to be just you shaking and reading your notes and being absolutely horrified, and we're going to start off by... Stuart hasn't been able to sleep in two weeks.
1: This yeah. is his story. <laughs> and uh, maybe, maybe maybe, actually if we ever get invited to like a party off the back of this podcast, we could go in Squid Game cosplay. I could go as like one of the guys in a jumpsuit and you could go as the as the doll with the revolving head. I, I do know about that. I need
0: to get a good chiropractor who would actually be able to bend me that way. I can just already imagine the cracks from my back. I'd love to be able to do that.
1: (laughs) Um, Have we covered everything that we want to cover?
0: I think so. Elin, do you want to add something? Uh, Or... Maybe something to get at the people who haven't been so interested in anime so far and after hearing this horrible, horrible article, maybe give some shed some good light on why should everybody watch or g- at least give anime a shot.
2: Exactly. Um, so, yes, anime isn't for anybody, but for those who anime is for, I think I think everybody should at least watch one show and and if it's not for you, it's not for you, but if it is for you, you've discovered a whole new world and I have good news for you, my friend, because you're gonna you're gonna dive deep so put your scoop of gear on because <laughs> you're going diving. I love that. <laughs> love it thank
0: you so much jeline for being on the show today
2: yeah of course thank you uh um, thank you as well for having me this and, was and th- fun th-
1: and thank you lise for diving into our weird obsession
2: well
0: i have a lot of things on my mind which i'm going to have you dive into so this is just a tip of the I- iceberg
1: <laughs> love it <laughs>
0: All right, everybody. Thank you for being with us for this last hour. It has been absolutely lovely.
1: And that's it for me. And that's it for me.